All right, it's 6.24. What's news? The Mulder's Drift shooting, a bit of an update. Uh, Len Kluter is stable but remains in a coma. That's just uh, what's coming through the news. Who is that? Well, let's uh, talk about what we know. Len Kluter is a man from Pretoria who was shot in the head during an altercation with police. He was out at Misty Hills Lodge in Mulder's Drift. And that is just uh, one of the things that we know so far. Yeah, apparently, according to the IPID uh, spokesperson, Kluter had been arguing with staff and management at the lodge. He was asked to leave. He refused. And then security and the establishment manager followed him to his room. Um, and of course, they called the cops. And I guess uh, from then on, it was mayhem because at some point, Len managed to disarm one of the officers while um, one of the other officers then proceeded to take a shot, hitting him in the head only to have him fall on the ground. So how do these situations happen? Sounds like a scene from a movie. Hell, even a comedy movie, if you like. Specialist, uh, security specialist, Mike Ballhays joins us now on the line. Mike, good morning. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, it's often when we talk about the rules of engagement between civilians or citizens and uh, law enforcement officers, etc. But in this particular case, I mean, there were so many things that went horribly, horribly wrong. What would have been the best way to avoid a situation like this, especially when you look at how it was ultimately handled by officers? Well, I need to speak in the middle because this investigation and any investigation uh, similar or equal, you have to do the complete investigation from beginning to end. In other words, everything that has happened before, the hours before the incident, and then everything after the incident on both sides. Uh, from the uh, public side, those who were involved in the shot, and from the police's side. So the police is also investigated by a unit, <clears throat> IPAD, mm. that does police investigations when there's a shooting. Right. But uh, in the middle, speaking in the middle, the uh, protect and serve and the protocol and rules of engagement of the police is to identify any situation, evaluate it, identify it, and uh, uh, do a proper risk analysis, and then come up with the best, quickest, efficient way to defuse any situation. And that's what you do when you're a police officer. And that all has to happen, Mike, in a matter of seconds or minutes. Yes. Uh, some situations where there is weapons involved, obviously it's split-second decisions. And we must take in, in consideration we are all human, and uh, not uh, all are equally trained or equally literate. So you can be a fearful person or you can be a MacGyver. You can be somebody that's very cool and calm and can immediately assess, know what to do. You can have proper training. You could have been an experienced policeman, etc., etc. So all of that plays an immense role. And the same from the person that was shot. Uh, You need to know all these things as to eventually identify exactly what has happened, what is, what is the whole run-up to that, why, was it ha- why did it happen and go down in the way did it go down and then see if there was any malicious intent mm. or any criminal intent, sure. et cetera, et cetera. So it is yeah. not good to speculate. Mm. Of course. It's not good to make assumptions. Mm. Okay, now, uh, Mike, I have to ask you this. If I take a, a weapon from an officer, I mean, yeah. what am I expecting to happen next? Uh, should I expect to get shot? Uh, look, uh, let me put it out there in the middle again to the public. Any weapon situation is a serious situation. A weapon is, and he wants your watch, mm. and he wants to rob you. Um, you know, you call him sir. The man with a gun, you'll call sir. If there's a police officer, uh, 
and you involved in a situation where a police officer draws a gun, you give in, you give yourself up, and uh, you adhere to the authority. If you have a weapon and the policeman has a weapon, uh, you need to also assess the situation pertaining any form of corruption or is this policeman a criminal and so forth. But it's every situation would be different as to assess what is the next move, what's going to happen, could there be life loss. And that's where you make that decision. But mm. mainly the authority needs to be feared and respected in South Africa. And unfortunately, it's not the case. Mm. The people are fearful of the police. They've seen a lot of corruption. Um, uh, there's a lot of, lot of uneasiness. There's no stability or professionalism from the police side. Or, well, not, not never, but uh, seldom. And that's what we hear, and the corruption level is very high. And that puts the public in a situation where they are fearful of the police. However, the police is also sometimes fearful of the public. Mm. They don't know what the public person can do next. There could be liquor, drugs, or um, any other situation involved. Uh, and then they have to make that decision. But the training of the policeman is the utmost important in any situation. The policeman must... Mm assess the situation, identify, evaluate, so, and do the risk analysis, and then make an mm, informed decision. Mm. I mean, Mike, it's Melanie here. Um, I think a question that often comes up around the police force, I guess, is training. You know, and we've seen it in different um, incidents, whether in service delivery protests, um, in a case like this, where someone gets, sh well, first of all, an officer gets disarmed um, and then someone gets shot. And very often the question gets asked, why can't you shoot the person in the leg or the knee or the, you know, the arm or whatever it is versus actually like a headshot? Um, so in terms of training of the police force, is that sufficient? Because should a police officer be able to be disarmed? Yes, um, um, that is a very good statement and question. The training of the police officer, I ended in my previous statement, is obviously of the most, most important. We don't see that. We see very um, uh, unprofessional policemen that is not ready and willing and able to, uh, uh, to do the job. They cannot protect and serve. And uh, this, is, this puts the policeman as well as the, the, the person in the public at danger. And uh, nobody can deny it. It's seen everywhere, and it, it's factual. It's not just hearsay or assumption information. We see it in so many incidences, so it is factual. So the training of the police, in our opinion, as specialist investigators, is not up to scratch. You know, if you, you need to see the police as the go-to guy. The visual policing in South Africa is non-existent. You need to want to go to the police. The policeman needs to want to be there sure, to uh, sure. secure you and give you safety and security and, and, and leave you safe and secure behind. That is not there. Mm. Yeah, Mike, uh, so much can be said on so many of those points, but um, interesting uh, analysis and just perspective on that. Mike Ballhays is a security specialist just weighing in on some of these scenarios. Of course, there's a, still an investigation underway in this Mulder's Drift shooting incident. What do you make of what happened and how it all played out? Do you think it could have happened differently? Uh, and who here dropped the ball? Was it Len's alleged um, argument and whatever misbehavior was going on in his part at the lodge, or was it the police sleeping and didn't realize that this guy's got the potential to take their weapon? 
What do you make of all of this? You've had a bit of time to think about it. You've heard different news reports, etc. Send us your voice notes, 071-585-6157. Let's get your views in. It's time for headlines.